Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I woke up at 5 a.m. Put on my camouflage. Wiped off my 243 and fired up my Dodge. Headed out to my old deer stand back in the pines. Gonna get me a 10-point buck with 11-inch tines. I'm a bad Welcome back to Jim Strader Outdoors, hour number two. We are talking about problems that keep cropping up here with fish and wildlife, unfortunately. Uh, again, there was a revelation that the commission had voted to give Governor Bevan and his wife some elk tags, and that's against statute. Even the cabinet admits it, but... They voted to do it, and I wanted you folks to know because it's had a negative impact on all the conservation organizations that deserved those elk tags. Let's go to uh, Tony, who's on the line. Incidentally, numbers 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. Yes, Tony, you're up. Hey, Mr. Strader, this is Tony Hornback, and it's uh, it's a real pleasure to speak to you tonight. And uh, you close my, my Sundays off uh, pretty much every Sunday. But uh, what I'd like to say about the elk uh, situation is it sounds like there is some uh, funny business, and it should be investigated, but I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, I'm not ready to tell 800,000 people to, you know, start voting, you know, the Republicans out of office. Uh, you know, our alternative is, you know, Democrats who are starting to, you know, embrace socialism and things like that. I know it's separate issues, but I'm, I'm, I want to rein it in a little bit. Let's investigate. Let's figure out what's going on. But I, I'm not ready to start telling 800,000 people to start voting, you know, voting these Republicans out. So uh, I'm know, not for voting. My only issue. Well, let, slow down a second, if you will. Sure. I'm not for telling 800,000 people what to do, but I am for telling 800,000 people that this takeover by Fish and Wildlife by Governor Bevan and the cabinet is unacceptable. I'm sorry. It, that that transcends that. R's versus D's for me. And I, uh, let me tell you, I'm an independent, okay? Uh, I, I hear you. I hear you. So party but lines. get an independence in there, it's nothing we can do. Well, uh, uh, and, and and I'm I'm not saying 
that there's no wrongdoing going on here. All I'm saying is let's investigate it. Let's figure out exactly what's going on and let the people make a decision. And, uh, well, I'm just let's rain it a little bit. I don't want to put another, you know, I don't want to put uh, socialists in there or anything like that. But well, I, I want either. to give a real quick shout out to Dave at Dowtow, and I'm going to hang up and I'm going to listen. Well, to hang on, hang much. on. I don't want you to okay. hang up. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. What is it you think needs to be investigated that not is not readily apparent here that's wrong? Well, I, I do not have the information you know, all the information that you have. I haven't read the article that you have. I'm just going on what what I'm hearing that you're saying. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs of the government, you know, as is, as, as, oh, goodness, what's the word? I don't know all the ins and outs of the government on what it pertains to how things are, are run in the fish and wildlife. Absolutely not. I don't know how things are voted on in certain ways. You know, if, if if it sounds like that they just took these tags and, you know, and they're trying to say, oh, we, you know, for a charity event, but, you know, there's no record of, record of it, you know, any charity event, you know, in, in the uh, in the voting process or anything like that, then it sounds suspicious, doesn't sound right. So well, I'm saying it, just it, investigate it well, and find it, out. Like the lady said, where's Bashir? Let's get Bashir in here. Who I personally not fond of, but you know something needs to be investigated. Let's investigate and let's find out exactly what happened. Well, there, there's more than enough to go around. I will tell you that because there was Republicans and Democrats that voted to put Mister Storm's contract through on contract sure. review committee. Uh, two members of the legislature voted against it, and the the statement by the cabinet after these special permits were supposed to go to the governor was they do not exist. Right. Partner, that's, that's, that's I, a red flag in front of that's the bull. Pretty, that's pretty lame. That's pretty, pretty bad. That's pretty lame. All right. I agree. All right. But sir. I'm not ready to vote them out of office. You know, well, that, that's, so. that's your opinion and you're welcome to it. Exactly. Okay. That is my opinion. Yes, sir. All right. You have a great day. You too. I appreciate it very much. Let's go to, Mike, that's on hold. Yes, Mike, you're up. Hey, Jim. How you doing, brother? Hey, Mike. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Hey, um, um, I've had, uh, I've got a couple of things I want to talk about tonight. First, if you, uh, do you mind qualifying yourself, Mike? Oh yeah, this is a uh, Colonel retired Mike Abel. In fact, I uh, ran for the position that Rich Storm got. He interviewed me, disqualified me, and got the job himself, and and part of. Uh, Part of my studying to to even bring myself up to speed even better um, for the job, if I were to be hired, I, I looked into a few things here. And first, let's look at the elk permits. This is something I wanted to look at if I got the job. When a when a population of of any big game animal is stable or increasing, as we're told our elk herd is, and the elk herd biologically the elk, our elk are getting smarter and, and that's a that's a very uh, amateur way to say it but elk herds or gangs as they're scientifically known um are led by mature cows and it takes a mature cow six seven eight years to get smart enough to stay away from danger and i've hunted them out west for well over a decade and so our elk herd was going to get smarter it was going to get harder to hunt and the success rate was going to go down that was a fact 
So if we've got a stable population or an increasing population and hunter success rates were going to go down, then we have a harvest objective we have to get to. So Gabe Jenkins, our program coordinator, has a harvest objective he has to get to. Population is stable or increasing, and hunter success rates are going down. Then permits have to increase. Elk hunting permits must increase to reach that harvest objective. Our permits have gone down from 900 to right at 594 this year. And so that that mathematically doesn't make any sense. That's math and science, and some that's not my opinion. Someone needs to explain that. Well, there's and, some explanations um, that are pretty ugly, quite frankly, a couple of which are the elk were shipping out of state, even though the numbers of elk that our residents can hunt are reduced. There's example number one. Number two, uh, what good does it do to be able to hunt them, even if they give you the tags, when they've taken away two of the prime areas where the elk are for elk viewing? 17,000 acres taken away from the folks who have supported, paid for, et cetera, the elk program. That is ugly. And that... That falls squarely on the Bevan administration. I mean, Governor Bevan was over in one of the areas. They're taking those elk, bragging about what they were doing. Brother, you couldn't be you couldn't be more spot on. And and ecotourism is not something that sportsmen and women pay for. And and honestly, ninety two percent of the department's budget every year comes directly out of sportsmen and women's pocketbook. Um. I have no explanation for the loss of elk hunting areas and wildlife management areas. In my questioning of the department, their response is that we add public lands in excess of what we lost every year. Well, my retort was, but they're not places you can hunt elk. So, you know, there's apples and oranges and claw hammers here. If you're taking away elk hunting areas and you're trying to stay legally solvent under House Bill 64, or excuse me, Senate Bill 64, and you're adding an equal or an exceptionally larger number of areas to our total amount of public lands, it, it's not the same if you can't hunt elk on those new public lands. No, it's certainly not. Mike, i got to go to break here. Would you mind holding while I take care of some I'll station business to. here? Yep, be happy to. All right, folks, to reach us tonight, the number is 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. This break is presented by SMI Marine. Tim Addington and his staff will take great care of you, getting you ready for spring, and they got lots of really nice boats for sale. Go see them, and remember, you'll never get soaked at SMI. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. The number is 571-8484 and one 800 Four 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 eighty four eighty four. We got Colonel Mike Abel on the line. Hey, Mike, you still with us? I am, Jim. All right, sir. You had some other thoughts there. Yeah, if if you'll give me just a second, I'd like to. I really appreciate what what uh, your caller Ruth said earlier about the Rockcastle River WMA, and this is the the land deals of the department was something I wanted to look into if I was to have got the job myself or, and. 
here's something that really blew my mind and I wanted to look into it. That, that property, um, you know, sold for $2 and five cents per acre. Now let that sink in. I want the listeners to, to let that sink in $2 and five cents per acre 20 years ago. Now that if that has appreciated in today's rates, even though it's, you know, over 500 acres of it are unusable because it's not been yet, you know, returned to, to usable land because it was a strip mine. And by my count, there's 41 gas wells on it, even though the, we own it as a WMA right now. Even, even if it was pristine land, if it was pristine land, I looked at the um, University of Kentucky Cooperative uh, Extension Services Land Value Survey 2018-90. Using their numbers, if that WMA was pristine land, which we know it wasn't, right now we can't even use this, uh, a quarter of it, if it was pristine land, it's worth $4.4 million as pristine land. We paid $6.3 million for it. Jim, somebody got paid there, and that was a question I was going to ask if I got the job. $1.9 million more than it's worth if it were pristine. Right now, it sits with 41 gas wells on it, and over 500 acres of it can't be used because it hasn't yet been reclaimed after it was mined. So it's certainly not worth market rate. But at market rate, it's worth 4.4, and we paid 6.3. Yeah. Somebody's got got an answer for that. Well, and the 4.4 that it would have been worth, again, to your point, would have been if it were normal land, not strip-mined, polluted land. Here's an obvious question to go along with this. And, again, the ornerous thing about this, or one of the – Worst things about it is it's adjacent to Representative Tommy Turner's land's property, which doesn't smell good, honestly. Uh, Why have the sportsmen and, and outdoor women of the Commonwealth been put into a situation where 500 acres is polluted. There, there's probably down the road all kinds of problems from EPA and others about that tract that's polluted. You know, why wasn't that carved out? Let me put it this way. Why did the powers that be okay the purchase of that 500 acres when they should have known and probably certainly did know that it was polluted, and the sportsmen can't even use it. It's crazy, and it's yeah, it, it, it's, it's crazy. crazy I'll put it this way, Mike: it's crazy at best, and sinister at its worst. And I, well, this raises another question. Uh, Representative Turner is sponsoring as we speak or has sponsored some bills regarding fish and wildlife. One of which is a bill, which should have been a regulation, but he's doing it through the legislature about geese, about the hunting of what they call light geese, you know, snow geese and blue geese and what you can do and not do in that season. But in the middle of that, in the very middle of it, where it's hidden to where most people would shoot right by it, it says 
it would amend KRS 150.023, which is the Kentucky Revised Statutes Covering Fish and Wildlife, to permit committee meetings at locations throughout the Commonwealth. That doesn't sound too sinister until you consider what it's going to do. What it's going to do, if it were to pass, is allow Fish and Wildlife to do committee meetings where there's only 24-hour notice, 24-hour notice. And they're going to do that in Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky, or Rabbit Hash, or wherever they want to hide stuff from the folks that need to know about this. Again, I'm crying foul. This might explain why Representative Turner is doing the bidding of the cabinet to change fish and wildlife. Needs to be investigated. It's not right. It's not right. Well, brother, I'll tell you, it, it's awful hard. You know, LKS, League of Kentucky Sportsmen, asked to ask the governor to remove Secretary Parkinson and ask for an investigation. It's awful hard to get a sitting governor to do an investigation on himself during an election year. And you had a previous caller that he didn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and he didn't want to give our governor's mansion over to the Democrats or worse. And then I'll just tell you, if Secretary Parkinson were to leave, were to retire, or the governor were to send him home, I think the governor would enjoy a few more sportsmen and women's votes. But right now, I have to agree with the League of Kentucky Sportsmen that Parkinson needs to go. He is a heavy-handed, overreaching, micromanaging leader that has his tentacles deeply engraved into the Department of Fish and Wildlife, and he needs to go. Well, I've pointed this out numerous times, and there's not been any movement. That's for sure. I mean, that's the certainty I'm dealing with. And with me, it's not a partisan issue. It's about if you're going to beat up on the sportsmen, beat up on the outdoor women, take away their elk hunting areas, uh, allow – the purchase of lands like this to the tune of a million plus dollars that's polluted and they can't even use it and all the other things that have gone on <laughs> somewhere you got to pay the piper that's just the way way it rolls i mean that i'm not trying to tell anybody what to do i'm giving them the facts about what's gone on and if that gentleman objects to that on a partisan basis I got a tin or deaf ear to that because that's not about partisan politics. That's about wrong decisions by leaders who should know better. That's what that's about. And if someone wants to disagree with that, they got the numbers, 571-8484, 1-800-444-8484. I mean, Mike, it's never been this bad. I started in this job under Minor Clark as a commissioner 40-some-odd years ago. I reported on these things through the years for Minor Clark, Carl Kays, um, Don McCormick, uh, Tom Bennett, you know, on and on. I've been through a lot of commissioners in the time that I've been on here. The only parallel I can draw, and I'm going to do this fairly quickly, a lot of folks won't remember this, 
But when Wallace Wilkerson was governor, he attempted to take the money from the fishing game fund, uh, interest monies, etc. I did a program about it. I stood with the sportsmen and outdoor women of the Commonwealth on that issue. And you know what? The legislature forced him to put that money back. They stood with the sportsmen. They stood with the outdoor women. It's time that some of them do the same, and that's not partisan. That's just the way things should be. And if the sportsmen and outdoor women feel like they're getting a bad play here, it's up to them. It's up to them. All right, folks, i got to go to break here. Mike, thank you so much. Numbers again, 571-8484-1-800-444-8484. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. Paul Thomas is a broker. Lots of vacation cabins, wildlife management properties, and farms for sale. Or he'll be glad to list your outdoor property. M-O-P-H-A-R-T-Realty.com. Welcome back to Jim Strader Outdoors. Again, the numbers tonight, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. I've been talking to a lot of folks about what has been going on and the reactions pretty much to a person have been, why is this happening? What is the impetus behind this? And where do I think it's going? I don't know where it's going, but I know what my common sense tells me and what the actions of the individuals involved tell me. Where it's going is, the cabinet's trying to take over Department of Fish and Wildlife. As a matter of fact, if you look at what's been done, they already have. I can give you a bunch of examples here, um, one of which is how in the world do they take over 17,000 acres of your elk hunting areas and turn them over to tourism? I mean, that... <laughs> That's off the reservation. I'm sorry, but that just that should not have happened. Um, department lawyers, cabinet lawyers, I should say, interjecting themselves into commission meetings. Into uh, I'll give you an example. There was a hearing about crossbow at Fish and Wildlife just the other day. There was cabinet lawyers there, and they were advising the sportsmen and women who were there, you can't ask questions, you can only comment. I'll tell you what, it's a good thing I wasn't there because that's not appropriate. Of course you should be able to ask questions to clarify what's going on, how it's being handled, and who should be accountable. I... I don't know. The disrespect to you folks, to me, is unbelievable. I I can give you another example. This is even worse. I was asked, invited, to attend a meeting about the crossbow issue, which is something we're going to talk about here in the near future. 
because there's a lot of things about that issue that I don't think folks fully understand. And incidentally, it's being promoted by, guess who, the cabinet and tourism. At any rate, I attended this meeting. This meeting, according to the law, appears to have been illegal. And here's why. There was a quorum of Fish and Wildlife Commissioners present at that meeting. I thought we were going up there to meet with uh, folks in the Wildlife Division. But who was there? Rich Storm was there at the time he was chairman of the commission. He was there. Ralph Swallows, the district commissioner from the 3rd District, was there. Uh, Jeff Eaton from the 6th District was there. Um, Bond from the 5th District was there, and Clenard was there. That's a quorum. If there's a quorum of commissioners present, it has to be pre-announced, and the public needs to be invited. That is not what happened, and that runs contrary to the way I interpret that particular law. It, it does not meet the standards of the Open Meetings Act. These folks do stuff like that all the time. And then they send the cabinet attorneys in to try to come up with some weird context where, no, no, it was okay. It wasn't okay. And while we're on that subject, there were two, well, actually there were three members of the legislature there. Uh, Representative Tommy Turner who just tried to push through this legislation to allow meetings anywhere in the state with no more than 24 hours' notice. David Hale, Representative David Hale, and Robin Webb. During that meeting, David Hale, who incidentally has been co-chair of the legislative review body, that oversees or, or passes review on bills that pertain to fish and wildlife, got up in that meeting and said, folks, I don't know that if any of you know this, but I'm a 30-year retired employee of Fish and Wildlife. My father, I knew his father, Asa Hale, admitted that he retired from there and he would do what he could at any turn to further the interests of the Department of Fish and Wildlife, then does he not need to recuse himself on fish and wildlife issues when they go in front of the LRC? Tommy Turner, same way. He intervened in that process and did everything he could to get folks to come to a compromise about the crossbow issue actually took the members of United Bowhunters of Kentucky and other groups that are opposing that into a room and tried to get them to come to a compromise. He's done that with similar fish and wildlife issues as a member of the LRC. I got to cry foul on that. If they're exerting that type of influence on the folks that – they're supposed to be on that committee in an impartial way to see that the laws that are being 
brought before them meet the standards for the folks of the Commonwealth looks to me like they're out of bounds and they need to be recused. I'd love to know what you think. I mean, this stuff, folks, this stuff has been going on for a while. I know it's a lot to digest, but it does not bode well for the Department of Fish and Wildlife that we have known for the, I've said this many, many times, rank-and-file folks at Fish and Wildlife who day in and day out do a great job. But now we've got the cabinet inserting itself and doing so in ways that are detrimental. There's a lot of issues here, a lot of things that, don't seem to make sense, and I feel for you. I really do. I, I think it's time to stand up and let folks know, and I think that we need to have our voice heard. I want to know what you think. The number is 571-8484-1800-444-8484. This break is presented by SMI Marine, 11400 Westport Road, just north of the Snyder. Go see them. They'll take great care of you. And remember, you never get soaked at SMI. And welcome back to Jim Strader Outdoors. The number is 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. I want to return briefly to the situation with that wildlife management area in Rockcastle County where 500 acres are polluted and cannot be used by you folks whose monies purchased that property. There needs to be a full-scale investigation of that situation because, A, I think we need to know what particular monies were used. For example, were there wetland mitigation monies used there? If so, who approved it? Was there a memorandum of agreement? Did this go in front of contract review committee as a purchase, for example? Uh, Was the legislature aware of that? Um, Were they aware that, that Fish and Wildlife was buying polluted lands which could have significant financial impact in a negative way because of that type of pollution and and what it can do. Uh, As Colonel Abel mentioned and Ruth mentioned, those drainages in that wildlife management property apparently lead to the Rockcastle River, which is one of our wild and scenic rivers. So what in the world were people thinking when they purchased that property and took that liability upon the shoulders of you folks? By that I mean the agency. Why would the agency purchase something like that? There, There's something really rotten underneath that, and... It could be a lot of things, actually. But how did property that was so polluted, it sold for about $2 an acre in 1998, 
sell for a thousand times more, even though 500 acres of it was polluted and the rest of it was strip mine land. You know, this wasn't some prime piece of property, and it begs a lot of questions. And I think it's time for folks to really bear down and and look into not only that, but a lot of the things that are going on because it just doesn't smell right. Uh, Auditor Harmon, Mike Harmon, he said there needed to be a culture change. We know because they chose an insider, Rich Storm, to be commissioner. We're not getting that. Maybe it's time for the auditor to look in this land purchase. How it went down, you know, was the legislative oversight uh, done? And I'm not holding the legislature at fault here. They probably didn't even know about it. I don't know if they did or not, but that's a question that that begs to be answered because I don't see any excuse whatsoever for over a million dollars in the sportsman's money being spent on that 500-some-odd acres that's polluted and they can't even use it. That's counterintuitive. Better way of saying it, it's wrong. Just just wrong. All right, we've got a caller here. Lee is on the line. Let's go to Lee. Yes, Lee, you're up. Yes, I just wanted to make a comment. I'll be 70 years old in July, and I've hunted ever since I was a kid. And when this elk drawing came out years ago, I was tickled to death thinking, well, I can't afford to go out west. I was going to get a chance to hunt in my own state. And so I sent in every year. And to myself or nobody I knew ever got drawn, but I always felt like the money was going towards to help the Fish and Wildlife Department. But now as time goes by, we're giving our elk away. They're taking land away from us. And instead of having a 1,000 tags, it's 500. So all the money that I have sent in to make it better for myself and other hunters is a waste. I feel like I got screwed. So I haven't sent in for two or three years. Lee, you're a bottom-line-thinking kind of guy, and I enjoy your opinion. <laughs> uh, that's what's happened, and it's yep. it's getting worse. I mean, when when they're – it's bad enough they're taking those properties away. But let me make it even more onerous or worse. That's where they're trapping the elk to take over to the other wildlife tourist area over there at the Appalachian Wildlife Center. I mean, mm-hmm. you talking about adding insult to injury? Give me a break. And then, then they're going to turn around and say, oh, well, we're studying elk over here in the viewing area. I'm not buying what they're selling, partner. No, it's just the bottom line is they took something that was good for the sportsmen and got their, you should say, their dirty political fingers in it and destroying it. Well, the... Lack of accountability on this is so blatant that it makes me sick. And I don't understand, other than because of the governor's oversight on this, or lack of oversight, I guess I should say, they're allowed to do it. It's his cabinet. Don Parkinson serves under the governor's pleasure. And, you know, that caller earlier tonight tried to make this a political thing. Well, yeah, I sound I, like he was a uh, governor's uh, 
one of the governor's buddies. Anyway, uh, you know, they have, uh, uh, I don't know what the answer is going to be, but it's just, uh, it's not a good thing for all these hunters. And I doubt if I send in any, I know I'm not going to send in because my money, if I would send in, it's just not going for what I intended it to, to help. Uh, did I hear you right to say when they had these meetings that the, that the public couldn't speak, the lawyer said you could only ask certain questions? You couldn't even ask questions. You had to make your comment, and that was it. That's like a dictatorship almost. Well, I'm going to hang up here and uh, let you go. Yes, sir, Lee. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'd say that was pretty dictatorial, and uh, it certainly is not the way the Department of Fish and Wildlife has operated in the past under previous commissioners in previous administrations. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I told you otherwise because it's just not the way it's supposed to happen. There's there's cabinet lawyers inserted in this process everywhere, and I'd like to make a point about that. In the past, the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife lawyers were on loan from the attorney general whether it was a R or a D, a Republican or Democrat, it didn't matter. In the past, the lawyers who represented the department, who tried every way they could to be impartial and give the good type of legal counsel to the commissioners, those district commissioners, that's what they were there for. This changed under the Bevan administration and now we got cabinet lawyers inserted into this. That, ladies and gentlemen, amounts to a takeover because those lawyers are doing the bidding of the cabinet secretary, Don Parkinson. And that's not good for you, your children, and your grandchildren. This department is under siege by the cabinet. It's a takeover. The evidence is clear took away elk hunting areas, inserted cabinet lawyers every whip stitch to try to explain away what they do, illegal meetings, illegal elk tags. There you have it. It's a sorry state of affairs. I, for one, think the folks that perpetrated this all the way up and down the line need to be held accountable. That's my thoughts. Hate to give you the bad news, but that's the way it is going west. God bless everybody.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.